Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. So, um, I have a confession yeah. to make to you. Uh-huh. Remember how we were going to go out and see the story, the whatever, the new Guillermo del Toro movie uh-huh. together? Yeah. And you were like... We're going to go on the Saturday after it opens. We're going to mm. go on a matinee. Mm. It's going to be the plan. Mm. Well, I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I, I drove a garbage truck into the theater and let a bunch of zombies in. <laughs> and so now uh, we can't go see the movie. But that's not my fault, right? Right. That's just... Right. I'm, I want you to know that while I am deeply hurt... And feel very strongly that you're a bloody moron. <laughs> uh, I forgive you because the writers don't know what they're doing. This, at this is point. something I had to do. I had to oh, test geez. it. Oh my gosh. Hi, folks. Welcome to Zompocalypse Now and the mid season finale of The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Somebody Gotta Die. Somebody Gotta Do Something <sighs> Stupid. Where do we start with this one? Um, Let's start. Let's. Let's start with the more, the probably the best part, which was Carl dieharding his way through Alexandria. Okay. Uh, I'm Tim, by the way. I'm Dustin. And uh, we presume that you know who we are, but anyway. Yeah. This could be their very first episode. Who knows? Tuning this in. could very well uh, be. So, yeah. Um, for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, this is our show where we talk about The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. other things. There's a new AMC show called The Terror. I loved the novel, so I'm, I think it'd be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, read it. Horror. Uh, historical horror mm-hmm. uh, film or series, which would be very starts cool. in March. Yeah, so we could. Uh, we're on. We're going to be on hiatus for a little while from this show. I don't know how long. Um, I'm not sure this when it comes. This is the back. mid-season finale. February? So yeah, yeah it could be. So anyway, um, we talk about a lot of different things. We talked about the, we've talked about Teen Wolf. We've talked about several movies. Uh, you keep threatening me with the Disney zombie. I film. saw another trailer for oh, it the other day. I cheerfully resisted the amazing. urge to watch this terrible thing. Oh, anyway. So, that said, we are um, talking about the, the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, yes. where things happen. Things and stuff. Many things. And some of it is actually pretty cool. Some of it was good. Some of it was was dumb as rocks, and some of it was um, perplexing? I'm going to go with perplexing. I will say that overall, and we'll, get, we'll, we'll go down to details here, but on the, on the broader sense of things, once you get past the fact that stupid, very, very mind-numbingly stupid decisions led them to this point, the things, the stupid decisions are in episodes previous to this. Mm-hmm. This is fallout from those stupid decisions. Yes. And much of what we see tonight uh, is actually really well done. Yeah, I'd say so. With the exception of, I'm going to put my foot down and say I would really rather not have any more slow motion close close frame, to the faces yeah thing. I don't want that either we need to be done with that it's it's a dramatic 
thing that quite frankly bothers me mm-hmm. and I don't I don't like it and it's a it's an aesthetic choice and I realize some people may love it that's fine you're wrong and you should be ashamed of yourselves mm-hmm. because it's well, some of it was really glaring. Like the last set of of faces was ca- one of them was Carol's, mm-hmm. and the way she was moving, you were supposed to infer that she was walking. Mm. But it was really clear to me that it was, hey, move your body like this to where it looks like you're walking. Well, they do these in the, in the opening, but you see these close-ups, and you see Jerry. Mm-hmm. And Jerry is like n- almost never featured in. Right. You know, it's like we're looking at going. Oh God, oh, Jerry's no. going to die. <laughs> Jerry's, um, Jerry's in trouble. Jerry's and and in Jerry trouble. was in fact in trouble yes, this week, very but much in he trouble. was not. He. Uh, spoiler alert: Jerry doesn't die. Yeah. When Tom Kane's voice comes on and starts to talk, that should be their spoiler warning because we're not going to let any. We're not going to not talk about the things. You would think so. So yes, Carl. By the end of the episode, Carl has been bit. Let's just get that out of the way. He's been bit for a while. He's been bit for a while. Because he says at the end of the episode that he got bit when he was saving... Was it Sanjit or Syed? I can't remember his name. The gentleman who was out in the, the gas station that yeah. Rick shot at initially early in the season. And, and Carl went back and brought him into right. the community. And in the process, sort of. got bit. Yeah. Back back when he was like when he was attacked by all the walkers and they they kind of got rid of all mm-hmm. of them and uh, it looked we we even said I think at the time it was like it's really lucky nobody got bit in that right. situation it looked like somebody needed to get bit and it turns <laughs> out Carl did get bit yeah. so the first part the first thing he's doing he's like sitting up in his bedroom all by himself and he's like writing letters to people and well, we also see him talking to his dad where he's mm-hmm. talking about after this is over mm-hmm. you know you you're gonna live dad I know mm-hmm. you're gonna live. You, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do when this is done? What are what what comes after? Yeah. What is the world? And again, we've talked about this all season long. This is conversations they should have had mm-hmm. ahead of time. And based on this, where this conversation is happening, that conversation did happen ahead of time. Yeah. This is a flashback. This is there's no place for this to slot into the existing timeline for them to be walking along having this conversation. Uh, except for things we've already seen, it has to have been before. Well, it was right after he, right after they went to the gas station, because right. he had the gas can, and yeah. So, so this happened early, like this happened like three days ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> this ridiculous compressed amount of time. So yeah, there's, and again, this this is another episode where time and space and miles and locations don't make a damn bit of sense. Yeah. They're completely, they're just nuts. Reasons for people doing things at the time they're doing them. I did not understand why anybody was out driving around in pitch black darkness to get anywhere. Premise of last week was that, you know, Daryl and the other stupid people with this stupid idea have to go derail the plan. And they go and they they crash the truck through through the walls of the sanctuary, and the zombies get in, and things happen, and somehow. Everybody gets out, or the the guests. I guess they kill all the zombies inside. Right, and which honestly, like, really, I I thinking about it, I I imagine that Eugene would have eventually figured that out as a solution anyway. Because think about it, think about it logically. The walkers are all coming in 
unexpectedly in this case, in a in a one area in a controlled environment, the first thing that the saviors did was climb up on the catwalks mm-hmm. and kill all the walkers coming up, which barricaded the stairs essentially. Right. Which made it where they could basically just stand up on the catwalks and get rid of all the walkers right. that are around. I I really feel like eventually somebody would have hit on that. We have to open a door. We have to let let them in in a certain, probably in a more controlled way, so that we can create a path. And out. that's entirely possible. But what happens this episode is we have to absolve Daryl and company of their stupid thing. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that it doesn't work because no. the only explanation we get is Eugene fixed it, right? Which is not an explanation. And we have not seen what that fix was. No, we heard what the fix was. We, they... Well, we heard what the fix was. But the thing is, is that that didn't require Eugene. That's not a genius decision. Mm. That's a, we have the high ground. Right. Decision. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's like we have, the writers knew they wrote themselves a dumb thing. And now you have to give an excuse. Mm-hmm. And it's a dumb excuse. So, I'm sorry, Daryl is still an idiot for doing this thing. Mm-hmm. It. Yes, there is entirely possible that Eugene or somebody else in the Saviors could have come up with a way to get them out of the situation they were in. But they were also a day out from running out of food and water Mm -hmm. and power. And so it still has this dynamic of the the negotiation would have happened. I mean, they're they're under a pressure cooker situation. Right. It was still an incredibly stupid thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, that's how they got out. It it is, in fact, Daryl's fault. I'm sorry. It just just is. is. Yeah. Because of this, the dynamic has changed entirely, right? Right. But we keep seeing people who are all like, okay, we let the walkers inside the building. We're going to go back to the places we were at before, and no one's going to sit here and observe this. Not a single person stayed there. Um, Now, let me me take that back. When Rick gets there with the garbage people, um, he can't get in touch with any of the sentries and the people who are supposed to watch the place. So it's entirely possible the saviors killed them all. Yeah. But we don't know that because nobody says anything about yeah. it. There's no actual confirmation. Well, Rick said, uh, they save Rick. Carol and Jerry mm-hmm. show up at the, because he gets pinned down and the garbage people run away. And so Jerry and. No one is surprised by this. By no me. one is surprised at all. Carol and Jerry show up. And they jumps in the car, and they're driving away, and Rick says something along the lines, we each have to take one... Somebody says, one Jerry... Who was it? I don't remember. Because I remember Jerry's the one who said, don't you think the sentries would have taken the cars? And and uh, and Rick says, no, I don't think the, sa- the, the sentries got away. Right. But at the same time, after doing his thing, after doing this, you know, drive the truck into the into the wall thing, Gerald just goes back to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Just goes back. Eh, doesn't matter. I would have stayed and watched. I did the like, thing, and now I went home. And it just felt really awkward that all these people who were involved with completely derailing the existing plan just turn around and go home. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, well, it'll be it'll be fine. We'll, we'll see how it works out. It's like, what are you doing? It didn't make any sense to me. No. It didn't. It was It was bad writing. It was bad writing. It was a reason. It was to create more conflict. It was to... It was to give Rick and Daryl a reason to have some sort of, like, conflict between them because they're the two, like, they're the male leads of the show and they Mm. need to have some sort of, you know, every once in a while. They can't be just, you know. Well, you know, we have to give Daryl a guilt trip of some kind because he'll, 
with Carl dying, um, you know, well, clearly by the end, the next episode he'll be dead. Yeah. And that's going to be the guilt that's going to weigh on him, and other people are going to die, and it's just a thing. I don't know, it's just, it was really, really annoying. It was too easy to call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it happened, and it was dumb. I mean, it was just a bad, it felt contrived, it felt terrible. And the fallout from this, you know, once you move past it, you're still dealt with the fallout of stupid actions causing mm-hmm. terrible destruction. And it all has gone wrong because Negan is out and Negan is ticked off. Mm-hmm. And by Negan's lights, and he makes several good arguments at the course of the show from his point of view. And it is admittedly from his point of view. But after a while, you look at how terrible Rick and Daryl can be and you start thinking, I don't like Negan. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of got a point in a terrible, stupid way. I mean, because, you know, Negan is the villain. There's right. no question that Negan is the villain. Yet he's being pecked at by people who are too stupid to live. Right. <laughs> you're just kind of like, you know, if he did just kill them off, mm-hmm. things could might actually get better. I don't know. It's, it's, oh, they're just driving me crazy. Well, and... And Carl brings that actually up to him where at when at the siege of Alexandria, mm-hmm. Carl says, "Is this what you wanted when you started this? Is this who you thought you were going to be?" Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting. Well, there's a couple of things that happen here when it comes to when they because re- basically everyone's sitting around in Alexandria talking about how you know, well, we, okay, you know, yes, now we're going to go back and you negotiate know, negotiations you know, and. And, and I don't think well, Rick's not there, but I don't. And it was confusing to me. I guess well, like, it made me wonder who all knew that what Daryl and Tara had done. Right. But then I'm thinking about it right here, and it's like, well, probably everybody, because the really the only people who you know are part of the leadership who are there right now are Tara, Daryl, Michonne. <laughs> like, they all knew. Yeah. And I don't know if Carl knew, but it doesn't matter if Carl knew. Carl well, knows at this point because, you know. Well, Negan, of course, because we have no sense of time or scale or distance. Negan has gotten back here before anybody else. Right. And well, undetected, unknown. He talks about taking out the sentries. And he's basically bullhorning his way into going, hey, guys, guess what? Nice try. You failed. Um, we're going to come in. you got three minutes. I'm going to kill Rick, and then we'll, you know, you work for me. Yeah. This is what it is. And everyone's like, whoops. Oopsie. And Carl has a plan, and Carl institutes the plan, and the plan, all things considered, Carl's plan plays out pretty well. Mm-hmm. He manages to evacuate a significant chunk of Alexandria into the sewer system, mm-hmm. which has got really gigantic sewer pipes. It's like it's like air ducts in a diehard movie. It's Beacon Hills. It's Beacon Hills. <laughs> It's like we kept waiting for like Teen Wolf guys to be around the mm. corner, going, "Who the hell are you people? <laughs> what you... are you doing in our bunker?" But uh, he gets up on the wall. He's talking to Negan, and he's like, "Kill me! Yeah. If, I, if, we to, if you've got to kill somebody, kill me. Let's you know, let's get this done. Let's put this. You know, let's see if this can we can change this world." Mm-hmm. And I have to say, for a character who really, really, we started off hating with a royal passion, mm-hmm. because Carl was literally the worst character yeah, in the dumb history of characters. Stay in the house, Carl. Carol, Carl wanders off and doesn't die somehow. Well, you know, Carl wandered off and died. And mm-hmm. he did it for the right reasons. And for the last several episodes, they've been writing Chandler Riggs 
really, really well, giving him some good dialogue. Mm-hmm. And um, my understanding, he's going to go off to college. And well, he's, he's in college now. Yeah, but he's going to be able to go off to college full time and not yeah. have to worry well, about he, like, away from the, away from he's, the he's also in another movie coming out because he? he's cut his hair into a different mm. shape. Well, so it's... They've given him some really, really good dialogue and some good stuff to work with. And it's very... For a character that we were actually worried with was going to become a little psychotic. Mm-hmm. And in many ways was emblematic of what is wrong with the Walking Dead world. This lack of empathy. And we've right. exchanged that with for Negan. I mean, that's Negan has become really the... Yeah. And Negan is... Actually, some of his lieutenants, even more than Negan, have become this lack of, you know, lack of empathy. Um, mm-hmm. But... Carl is going out good. Mm-hmm. Carl's going out uh, a well-written, well-performed, solid, solid character. I'm sorry to see him go. Yeah, he uh, put up a good fight, got all of the... I think they Mad Maxed it, is what they did. Because I think you the caravan out of the city mm-hmm. didn't have any people in it. That was oh, just yeah. a... Uh, okay, I can see that. And... The the all the people were in the sewers. There's a lot of people in the sewers below. I think that there's uh, the siege of Alexandria, including including little little uh, Judith. Yes, little Judith who was like left all of her on her own in a culvert earlier in the episode. We're like, why are you leaving small children around yeah. in culverts? You know, it's actually a, it's a it's a good plan that Carl's come up with, mm-hmm. and I think the entire Alexandria is in flames. I mean, it's really broken down. Yeah, um, buildings have been blown up, but at the same time, they've managed to evacuate a significant chunk of the people. Uh, in fact, I think it, it it plays like they got everybody out. Yeah, I think they did. I think they got most people out. And it's you know sacrificing the city to save the people. And I love the after they blow their way in, Negan walks in. And he's like, "Oh, we could have used those uh, those solar panels." Okay, yes. So, hold on to that solar panel, though. We're going to come back to that. So, Carl gets everybody out and gets down to the sewers, and he, in the process... Uh, so, when Rick makes his way back to Alexandria, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk more about Rick and his Negan fight in a minute, but when he gets down and discovers that everyone has been saved and discovers that Carl has been bit, um, he can... You get this walking past all the characters and the actors mm-hmm. and things like that, and... The, the new, these are the people, these are the survivors of Alexandria and what we have to deal with. Um, it's a really kind of impressive shot as he goes down. Then we get a, mm-hmm. we get... I really, I, I love the, the shot when he first gets into the sewer mm-hmm. and he looks down the, the row of people and mm-hmm. Judith was standing in that beam of light. Yeah. That was really kind of like, you know, oh. Of course, he's terrified. He's terrified that his daughter and his son are dead. And uh, it's yeah, it's, it's whole, that whole sequence in the in the in the sewer system itself, um, far more than those slow motion pictures. Mm-hmm. That walking down and looking at the people that he knows, who he loves, uh, having Dwight down there, uh, having the, the the young man that Carl saved, all these people there, and you get a sense of you know. For everything that's happened, this is the family that Rick is fighting for. Mm-hmm. And this was much more effective for me than the whole close-up, yeah. slow motion. So the, the solar panels. Um, in this world of The Walking Dead, when everything exists in the middle of the woods, and there are no concentrated 
collections. And I, and I realize the argument for staying out of cities is too many zombies there. Mm-hmm. And I realize the other argument for staying out of cities is that it costs more to do production in cities because mm-hmm. you have to make it look like an apocalypse happen and you True. can't just, you know. And that's a production issue. But Aaron and Enid are driving out into the world. To go to go to Oceanside to see if they can convince the people that they have robbed mm-hmm. to come and fight in the war. Which they should have not, it should have not been, oh, here, we're here to rob you. It should have been, we are here to, con- you know, to to convince you to fight in the war the first time they went out. Oh, yeah, that would have made sense. But no, that was, you know, that was one of the other stupid decisions that gets made by our people here. So they're driving along, and they decide, Enid decides, because Aaron is letting her drive, mm-hmm. that she, that we should bring something to them. We shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't show up empty-handed. Pull up to, go off to a brewery. Mm-hmm. And all I'm thinking is... A distillery. A distillery, distillery yes. There is going to be nothing in that building at all. No. And yet, minutes later, we see them in a distillery truck, which still runs, has gas, uh, apparently is full of, of alcohol in the truck, all the things that would not have happened in this world. No. As we've established it. Also, if you want to go get uh, solar panels, send an expedition to a nearby city. I guarantee you there'll be some solar panels. Take them and come back. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's lots of solar panels out in the world. This is the United States. And we have lots of places that use solar panels. Solar farms. Exactly. It is not going to be that There's big of a, a deal. So really, you know, Negan mm-hmm. going, we could have used those. You could go get some more. It's okay, yeah. really. They're out there. It's like, uh, it's such a, it, it, that's a nitpicky thing. It's again, I, I, I admit it, the nitpicky things get to me. With this whole distance and time and a hundred years ago supply situation, two, two, it drives me crazy. I'm, I'm having remember that's how they found the the place that the bullet the bullet foundry mm-hmm. was uh, Abe and Eugene and somebody else were out on a scavenger mission because they needed something to fix the solar panels. They were going to get the things to fix the solar panel. And that's oh, when they found the thing. Uh, I remember uh, I popped into my brain hole when you talk about there it. There we go. So, yeah, like I said, it's, I, I realize they're nitpicking nonsense things, but it, this show seems to be on a mission to every episode. Give me a moment where it's like, that's not how time or space works. Right. I'm going to get you guys a physics book and a map. Yeah. So, so now Rick... Rick's little Rick is only at the very beginning and the very end of the episode because he is once he and Carol and Jerry head off to their separate locations to warn everyone that the saviors are out right they kind of disappear right and so Rick shows up at Alexandria after all this stuff has happened finds a place and just you know burning to the ground yeah and he kind of sneaks in and he catches Michonne well no first he goes home Right. Oh, right. He goes back to his house to see if he can find Carl. And there are no other saviors around to stop him or to catch him as he goes through. Even though Negan said, find Rick, bring him to me. Right. No, but there's nobody else. So he makes it home. And he comes in and he's like, Carl, Michonne. Because they're all still going to be there in the right. house mm-hmm. waiting it's, for him. Because the place is burning down. Because they, know, they didn't make a plan to evacuate and things in case things went wrong. Of course not. Um, they're not home, though. No. Negan's home. Yeah. And, and Negan uh, starts trying to put a whooping mm-hmm. on Rick. And Rick is like, I don't 
have time for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they start fighting. And they have one of those great, brutal Rick fights. Right, and, and Rick actually goes, you know, Negan's talking, and he's like, Rick's like, would you shut up? Do you up? ever shut up? And, and Negan's like, nope. <laughs> it's like, I laughed, because mm. it's like, there you go. There are a couple of, like, when when uh, when Rosita piled the boxes up on Terra, that was kind of fun oh, too. Yeah. And like, I hope that this show brings back a little bit of levity to it. Well, eventually. you know, humans humans laugh, and we some, sometimes we laugh at really inappropriate mm-hmm. things, and often we laugh at really inappropriate things. But especially there's there's a reason gallows humor is a mm-hmm. thing in the face of just awful. Just the awful nature of, of some really terrible things in history. Mm-hmm. There has been laughter. A lot of it's been dark. A lot of it's been right. grim. And even so, this show, when it is allows itself to be funny, this cast is actually really good at doing funny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Just, it's well, a good you know, fight. It's a good yeah. fight. They, they beat the crap out of each other. In fact, Rick actually gets uh, Lucille at one point, mm-hmm. And, I'm sorry. But Rick does an incredibly stupid thing. He hits Negan in the face with the butt of the bat, mm-hmm. the pol- you know, the grip, not the actual head of the bat. And I sometimes, sometimes I wonder. Okay, you know, I wonder if they forget the show forgets that Rick is a was a police officer. And had hand hand training, and Negan probably didn't. No, this show this show often forgets that Rick is a actually does have hand to hand training. I think you're right, um, but it is it is often very fun to watch him just have one of those just brawls. I mean, yeah. this was this wasn't as good as when he ripped out the guy's throat and just like it's like I'm killing everybody. But one of the, yeah, because he was because he. Negan says, like, they're fighting, and Negan's like, your son offered to let me kill him. He's, gr- you know, great. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take him under my wing and make him one of my best guys after I kill you. A couple of years, he'll be my best guy. Yeah. And Rick's like, all right, look. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. And Michonne is... Well, they get, they're, they're fighting, and, and Rick goes for the gun, and Negan hits him. Mm-hmm. And Rick goes out the window, and, and Rick's like... Free! I'm running away! <laughs> and Negan's like, well, crap. <laughs> and then he runs into Crap Michonne. on a hit. Because Michonne is looking for Rick. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she she's helped lead everybody down into the sewers. And then she's running through the town. And she gets attacked by a guy. And then, and then she... Dispatches him oh so easily. And then she starts chopping away at him. I mean, mm-hmm. she's just... And I think that... I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I, I, yes, the world that she was building with Rick there in this in this town, and she's somebody who really pushed him to stay here to right. make this a home, and so you can really kind of get the sense of what's really upsetting her here, uh, because it's all it's all burning down around her. But at the same time, um, I think there might even be some guilt about her even being involved with Daryl's plan, yeah. just as an observer. This is somebody seeing this, as opposed to somebody who's stuck to the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll find out more of that, I'm sure. As, as oh, yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be a conversation. They're not just gonna forget this happened. No, because 
for all the arguments that Eugene got them out of it, everything we've heard so far has been, was it, Daryl saying, was it my fault? And Dwight saying, no, it was Eugene. That's not an answer. But here's it really the isn't. I wonder, it makes me wonder how much of the plan Dwight... Well, we know, we know that none of the people in the sanctuary knew the plan wasn't to ram a truck in and right. fill a place with walkers. makes me wonder how much of the plan Dwight was privy to. If he just knew this certain amount of stuff was going to happen, maybe he didn't even know. It's possible. Because basically when, when everyone is breaking out of Alexandria... Um, he is arranged for one of the, the walls to be relatively undefended. Just a couple of cars mm-hmm. and, and not something that can really you know, stop a convoy of vehicles yeah. that Daryl and... Tara and Rosita. Who else is with them? There was somebody else. Sarah, Michelle was there. Okay, was Michelle, Michelle was with them? That's right, that, that she was. And so when they're... Te- uh, and they're leading some of the saviors away into an ambush. And that's how... Uh, that's how we get Dwight. How Dwight ends up hooking up with him. And he betrays and, and kills a bunch of his own people. So, Or, the, or I guess no longer his own people. And he officially joins the team and says, look, we can settle up after this. Mm-hmm. I want Negan dead more than you guys do. So it brings all these different people together. So when, when Michonne and meets up with Rick later and takes him down to the sewers, uh, you know, it is this sort of reunion of of that core group of people, this extended family of Alexandria, and, you know, this this really effective dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, displaying of all these faces and, and this new, you know, alignments. And, Our new golem society. Yeah, the new <laughs> we're Morlo- the Morlocks. The Morlocks, that's right. And, you know, leading up to this this moment where, where Carl sits there and reveals he's been bitten. Um it's a really, it's a really well done sequence. That's Alexandria, mm-hmm. and that's that's the significant chunk of the episode. That's the mm-hmm. main thing. There's two other two other pieces of the episode, and the kingdom has got Ezekiel, you know, still dealing with the tragedy of losing all of his people, which, by the way, happened a couple of days ago. So give the man a minute <laughs> to mourn. Right. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't get one. He doesn't have a minute. The saviors have come to town. Yeah. And that's that one guy. And I was saying to you during the episode, if anyone, if any of the saviors showed any kind of, like, empathy or anything, it's that guy. Right. He, this, is the guy who's, this is the guy who's always been the kingdom's liaison. And this guy has always been this kind of reasonable, mm-hmm. you know, we're in a bad situation. We're all trying to get through it. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Just do what we say, and it will be okay. You know, we just have to work this out. And yes, it's not cool, and it's a bad thing, but this is the world we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, work with me. And he's still an awful person, but he's, in a way, you're, you're right, in a way that Dwight, they've st- really struggled with making Dwight sympathetic all the time. Um, and... You know, the thing that always comes back to me about them trying to make Dwight sympathetic is the way that he killed... Uh, what was her name? The doctor? The doctor. Yeah. Um, Felicia, I think, might have been it. Yeah. Well, the way that he kind of, after she he shot her in the head, he comes out of the woods and goes, I wasn't even aiming for her. Like, oops. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, I think Dwight is, Dwight is just one of those characters who, when they're writing him well, he becomes this character who, maybe not as sympathetic, but we can kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they haven't necessarily written him well. He's been written as a villain more than he's been written 
right. as a sympathetic character. This guy, we know he's a villain, but he's also come across as a sort of rational villain. He's not, he hasn't taunt, he's not, unlike the other lieutenants, he hasn't been this guy who comes in and taunts people. Right. He hasn't been like, huh, I'm a funny guy. I have a funny right. thing to say. Why aren't you laughing? And he, uh, <laughs> when he comes to the kingdom, it's still the same thing. It's like, look, you guys, you really messed up. You've made some bad decisions, and now there's a lot of consequences. One of those is now you're all slaves. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, you wrecked our house, so we're going to move in here. Yeah. You're going to go back there and fix our old house. Yeah. You know, you're going to fix the sanctuary, and and we need we king. Right. Where is he? And everyone's just like, and he and nobody says anything, and and fine. He's even says like, look. We don't want, I can't have, I don't want their kids here. Let's not make this even worse. Yeah. You know, but but Ezekiel's bopping around in the background, and he sets a fire, sets some oil drums on fire. <laughs> they, left the, they left the oil drums in baby's room, and she set them on fire. <laughs> and this is a great distraction, mm-hmm. because um, the, the Muslim lady in her, in her hijab, uh, you know, grabs a gun and they start fighting, and she's—we've seen her several times earlier, and yeah. I, I never can remember her name. But yeah, she's just had mainly cute interactions. Like she yeah. was really afraid of Shiva. That was, you know, and stuff like that. And here she's just like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we didn't see the lady with one leg. We didn't. Although she's clearly, clearly, she got away. Yes. But they load her. They load people up on this she bus. She her way out. <laughs> That's right. No, they don't load anybody. The That's bus right. was a distraction, right. so they ran out the gates. Right, and they all get. They pretty much all get away. Mm-hmm. And we go back to Carol's house. Well, yeah, Carol sends them off because, of course, no one knows where Carol lives. And Ezekiel's like, "All right," and then he barricades the door behind him, and Carol's like, "You know, come on, get out." And he's like, "Take care of my people. Save mm-hmm. my people like you saved me." And he basically sacrifices himself because it's really about the the saviors want him yeah. as an abject lesson. Yeah. And but it's it's not going to be very effective if the people that he's applying the lesson to aren't there to see it. Mm-hmm. So, but they're out. They're not. They don't. They're, you know, they're not going to rebuild the sanctuary. They're like screw they you. We're escaped. out. We out. Um, and the, the end that that section ends with Morgan listening outside of the walls as the guy's like, "Well, we're going to kill you and put your head up on the thing." Mm-hmm. Which tells me Morgan's probably going to save Ezekiel pretty early in the next season. He's leaving the show at the end of the season. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, Morgan is. And we knew that he was moving over to Fear the Walking Dead, or at least having a, a moment on Fear the Walking He's Dead. He's crossing over. Right. So I think um, I think this is the end of... I think Morgan's arc is done. Really? Yeah, that's what we're hearing. Because he's basically leaving the show at the end. And I can see Morgan dying mm-hmm. easily with... Uh, the way the character has been going, I think mm-hmm. that, I think it's a possibility. I think he'll, and he'll die well. I think yeah. um, he'll die. He'll die for what he believes in, which I think uh, is all that Morgan really wanted to do in the first place. I kind of wanted a a Morgan Ezekiel Carroll love triangle. So weird that I wanted that. That I wanted like for both of these men with different ide- ideologies, and Carol whose ideology is different. Like, all of these people who are a strong, independent-willed people to, like, fall in love with each other. No, I don't think so. I think you look at the way the characters interact. Mm-hmm. Uh, how Carol and Morgan interact. How Carol and Ezekiel interact. And you could see those two those people as couples. Mm-hmm. Because they've got, you know, the philosophies that Morgan and Carol have 
that get them through their lives are very, very different, but they're not incompatible. Mm-hmm. They're just a matter of finding the places where they click, to, you know, where the gears click together. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not obvious, but they're not incompatible. And there is that real chemistry between Ezekiel and Carol. Well, and we've talked about this before, like, because Carol is is the comic, for the TV show is comics Michonne. Right. And in the comics, Michonne and Ezekiel get together and become the king and queen of the kingdom. Right. Uh, And then he is later killed by the the Whisperers. Mm -hmm. But... um, that's not going to happen, obviously, because Michonne is with Rick on the TV show. I don't even think she's met Ezekiel. Maybe, like, they don't even know if they've been in the same room for more than five I minutes. Think, I think they have met, but it may have been more of a, hi, this is Ezekiel. Hi, Ezekiel. Yeah. You know, this is Michonne. Yeah. Hi, Michonne. And that's yeah. And so, since <clears throat> Carol is Michonne, that would make sense that that would be the relationship. Yeah, but the comic book, I mean, the, the connections to the comic book have become... More and more tenuous, right? And with the with Carl dying or Carl being bit and dying, that is the connection is out the window mm-hmm. because the aftermath of the war in the comic hinges. Uh, Carl has a definite impact on the, on the in the comic after the war. That is not going to be that that role will not be played by Carl. I actually stopped reading the comic. I think I didn't even have All Out War here, but mm-hmm. I just never read it. Yeah, um, I didn't finish it. So I don't, I mean, aside from every once in a while I'll go into a comic shop and like flip through a Walking Dead, I really don't know what's going on in the comic. I did see the well, most recent one that I saw is like, the war with the Whisperers is over, mm-hmm. and Andrea is dead, mm-hmm. and they're rebuilding, and the last frame is like Rick and Jesus out sleeping by a campfire and some guy in a... And a whisperer mask standing behind Jesus with a knife. Mm. So who knows what that's all about? Because post post war in the comic, Negan is a prisoner. Yeah, he becomes, but he also becomes a weird kind of ally at various points. Mm-hmm. Um, which, considering that you know, you could still do that with Jeffrey Dean Morgan if they wanted to continue on. But considering that the dynamic of of where Negan and Carl Carl in the comic. You're not going to have that now. Mm-hmm. Isn't Carl's the one who convinces them to let him live in the comic, I think? Yeah, well, no, Rick Rick decides he's going to let him live, but um, Carl becomes almost a companion slash confidant. He goes to see Negan all the time, and they mm-hmm. talk. And I think that's something that, that was really interesting in the comic in terms of um, what kind of man Carl was going to become. Mm-hmm. Here, obviously... That's just not going to happen. Right. And, and so, our theory was for a long time that the story isn't really about Rick per se. Right. It's, Car- it's about Carl and creating the kind of person that would have to, to be able to survive in this world. And now that Carl's dying, kind of wondering, you know, Judith had that beam of light on her. And <laughs> maybe maybe we're going to switch our our focus to little Judith. Well, we get to the end of the season, we can do another time jump. Mm-hmm. And now Judith is a teenager. And it's the, oh God, I don't even want to think about it. Pissed off ninja. <laughs> and then she's been raised by Rick and Michonne. I can see that she's happening. Got, she's got a katana of her own and a, and a semi-automatic weapon. And she's queen of all she surveys. <laughs> she's queen of all she surveys. She's, she goes into, she crosses over with Into the Badlands and wrecks up the place. Because she don't got no education. One of the things that I loved yeah. was when Kara was writing his letter. Yeah. 
and they wrote dad on it and it showed his handwriting and it was like super bad and it's yeah. like it reminded me oh right carl has a third grade education <laughs> you know there hasn't been a whole lot of time for, for yeah. schooling in this world. And even when they found places that there were schools, he did not ever attend right. them. Right. So let's... this was this was good stuff, by the way. This is stuff. This is stuff that yeah. was not bothering us. For all of the Daryl, all the Daryl planned stupidness, you know, this was stuff that was actually well done. Okay. Now, so we'll stop. We'll stop in with Eugene super fast, right? And then we'll talk about Maggie, because that that was another <laughs> that was another some good stuff. Um, so Eugene. Let Gabriel and the doctor go. Because Eugene does have a conscience, does have a heart. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a coward. He's aware of it. But at the same time, he looked at this. And he says something really powerful tonight, actually. Despite the fact he actually said a whole sentence mm-hmm. that was not a f- flowery garbage. Um, but he actually sat there and said, I'm doing this because I want to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, good for you, Eugene. And Gabriel's like, huh. And the doctor's like, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> can, can, can someone tell, tell me, me about what the plan? plan is? Yeah. And they're like, shut up. <laughs> so, of yeah. Course, but Gabriel's probably going to die very quickly himself because he's super sick. Right. And But Eugene has made sure that there's a car for them to get out. He's he's drugged uh, one of the guards with laxatives. It's an, He's aware that Gabriel would die in transport if he was walking home. Mm-hmm. If he was traveling by you know, walking back, it wouldn't make it. So he's got a car. So good for you, Eugene. Now, because everything has fallen apart, unfortunately that involves the hilltop, falling, mm-hmm. the planet of the hilltop falling apart. And our hilltop folks are in convoy. Going to the sanctuary in pitch black nighttime. I don't understand why they decided to do this in pitch black nighttime. Oh, God, but yeah. this convoy is going to the hilltop, or from the hilltop to the sanctuary to start the negotiations of surrender. The reason it's pitch black is so you can have the tree be not easy to see what it is. Mm-hmm. And the dramatic light's coming on, and that's why. Right. And so they get stopped, and the goateed asshole The hilltop savior, savior. Yeah. He comes out, and he's basically like, I couldn't, I put my trust in, Gay, in, uh, in Gregory, and that was a bad plan, but I'm hoping we can have a better relationship, Maggie. So here's the deal. You're going to turn around and go back and start making us some bread... Or everyone else is going to be slaves. He says every Alexandria and the kingdom are all going to become slaves, but Hilltop is already an agricultural community, so they're going to continue to be an agricultural community, and Maggie is going to continue to be their leader. Mm-hmm. But we're watching this happen with watching him like strut up to her, and like he shoots the dude in the back of her car, and. All sorts of stuff. And like the whole time he's doing this, we're watching. I turn to Tim and I go, he is saying 100% the wrong things to Maggie. Like, the, you know, you are not scaring her. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a woman you are, you are not going to intimidate by this. First of all, she's heard it all before. Yeah. This is not new. This was the situation as it existed. Yeah. This is not a, you know... Yeah. Earth-shattering change. This is what she was fighting against. It's a setback. And all you've managed to do is make her angry. I think the only time he really had her scared was like, I'm going to put you in this... He takes out a coffin. Mm-hmm. And he puts it up against her car and says, if you don't comply, I'm going to put you in this coffin and I'm going to take you back to the sanctuary with me. And you're not going to suffocate... 
But when you get back, you're going to wish you had. You're not going to suffocate like your friend uh-huh. Sasha. Yeah. Which was one of those other things like, oh no, don't, yeah. don't, don't go there. That's, <laughs> that's all we want to talk about. Yes, we're going to take you back and then we're going to kill you. Yeah. And then we're going to run a spike through you. Right. And everyone's going to be able to see. I think course. maybe that would have been, if he, if he had not, if he had been like, all right, Jesus, you are now in charge of the hilltop. Mm-hmm. Maggie, you're coming with me and we're going to, you're going to, you know, we're going to keep you alive just long enough for you to give birth. We're going to raise this baby. You're no, you'll never know your name, never know you even existed. Ever, we're going to kill you as soon as it's born. That might have been enough to scare her. Or you can go back and, and right. you know, kowtow. That might have been enough to scare her. But to yeah. come in with your dick swinging, it's my way or the high, That is not going to work with her. No. And, I mean, she's not going to ever... In the These people... These people are responsible for killing her husband. Mm-hmm. This is not a thing they are ever going to get out from under. Right. This is always going to be a you killed my husband situation. Mm-hmm. And for all that she is now uh, you know, responsible for this town, for these people, for this you know, group of, of individuals who she has agreed to lead... She's still going to burn the saviors to the goddamn ground. I mean, they just don't get it. Yeah. And she's going to, it's going to hurt her in a way. Because she she does something tonight. And she goes, can I have the, can I have the box to take our friend who you shot? Barry. And he's like, I will do this favor for you. Yeah. And they go back. Does she get Jerry? Does Jerry get to go with her? Um, I think they do. Yeah. I think she she goes Jerry comes back with them. So So Jerry's safe. So she goes back to Hilltop. And she pulls up, gets out of the car, walks around back, says, give me your gun to one of the guys there. And Jesus goes, Maggie, what are you See doing? See what's going on. She's and... like, shut up, you. <laughs> yeah, quiet, you. <laughs> and she walks up and she goes, that guy, to the crowd of, of saviors, like a prisoner. And he's like, what? <laughs> and so he like comes swaggering out. And it's this guy who looks a lot like Nathaniel, mm-hmm. who who was the the Alexandrian who ended up in like getting where we when he first thought Glenn got killed, he he actually right, got right. Neil killed and mm-hmm. right yeah. Um, so so he comes swaggering out and, and then the re, the the quote unquote reasonable savior mm-hmm. looks up and he's like, hey, uh, uh, what's going on? She's like, shut up, <laughs> quiet you. <laughs> and and the the guy's like, hey. You, you know, she wants to put on a show, let her put on a show. And she shoots him in the face. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, this conversation is over. <laughs> and everyone's like, hang on, what just happened? And she's like, they killed one of ours tonight. We're killing one, you know. And then she turns around and says to the guard, she's like, start fortifying. Mm-hmm. Start planting crops. And... And, you know, we're going to start making all these different, she says a couple of different things. I can't remember exactly what. Jesus says, what are you talking, what are you doing? And she's like, there are going to be people coming here. Mm -hmm. We're the last place. There are going to be refugees. And we are going to be here for them. And we're going to be the last stand. Essentially essentially what she's saying is, you know, they think that they, he thinks that they've made a deal with me. 
that they are sorely mistaken, and they're going to find out they're sorely mistaken pretty quickly because she takes the dead savior, puts him in the coffin that they gave her, writes on it, I have 38 more. (laughs) (laughs) Says, leave it where they'll find it. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's gleeful. It's gleeful for me. Of course, Maggie looks distraught oh, she's, when she yeah, walks she's away. She's heartbroken by what she's doing. She's this, this is a woman who, she was happy on the farm. Mm-hmm. She was happy being a farmer. She was happy with that life. She doesn't want this world the way it is. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to be a killer. She doesn't want to make, be making these decisions. But somebody has to. And if somebody has to, it's and it's going to be her, then she's going to do everything she can to save these people mm-hmm. and burn the saviors to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Because here's where, and I, you know, we talked about where the war has started at various... No, this is where the war starts. Mm-hmm. It starts with Maggie. I think that's... I think that any time I've been thinking about the war starting the rest of this season, there's been a lot of good places you could think about that, you know. <clears throat> but the real war... I think starts with the fact that Maggie has drawn a line. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, I have, I am willing to do these things. And yet at the same time, she's not hard. She's not, there's, her heart is still there. Mm -hmm. She's not, she hasn't turned into, she's fighting a war. She's not willing to become a monster. Right. And I think that's really important in terms of Maggie, because we don't want to see her become that. Right. We could see Rick going that way. Because, We've seen it before. It was yeah. Rick's, Rick's mood swings, his pendulum, is well documented on this show. <laughs> it was some really well done stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. And I think although the lead up to this, the whole, you know, for the love of God, why can't you stick to the plan? Did you discuss the plan? Does anyone know the plan? <laughs> have, we, have we mentioned to people that there is, in fact... I think think I've been able to piece together the plan. Well, you would think so, but apparently other people involved had difficulty with the plan. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's been a whole lot of of the writers manipulating us here. I wonder how many times... I wonder if they're going to go back and kill more people at Satellite Station now. Well, they're going to have to because all the Satellite (laughs) Stations are re-inhabited by saviors because they never hold on to any of these places. Mm -hmm. For all of the, the... nonsense that got us here. This is actually a good mid-season mm. finale. And I think that it actually takes us to an interesting place. And you know, they had to kill somebody. Well, yeah. And I think that it actually, I think I was thinking that you'd actually get uh, Morgan possibly die in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, could have very easily seen um, Aaron die. Mm-hmm. I, but I think it's a good it's a good end for Carl. And I think that it actually maybe if we... If they don't lead off the next episode with him being dead, we may actually get a scene where Carl looks at Rick and goes, do you remember when you were a human person? Mm. Do you remember when you were a cop? Remember when you were keeping order, when you were keeping the law? Maybe you ought to think about being that again. And I would be okay with him having that one last speech. That I'm sure we're going to get, because uh, he didn't die this mm. episode. I'm sure that next, the first episode back is going to be Carl dies. Oh yeah, well we see we see the preview. We see a, you know, Rick was at a grave, mm-hmm. uh, and when you think about it, um, the beginnings of the season where we saw Rick 
looking distraught and traumatized and a mm. grave and I was I was thinking it was a new grave and you were thinking it was old graves. There we I go. No, no. So yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a good place to leave it. I'm I'm actually I'm actually overall okay with this episode. There's mm. some good stuff in it. The Maggie stuff was all really really good. Mm-hmm. The little Eugene moment was good. Um, you know, I, I liked a ninety percent of this episode. Yeah. I think the only thing that I didn't like was the residuals from last episode. Yeah. Well, there was a whole lot of stupid over the last several episodes that got us here. Mm-hmm. I think that really that really bled into this, and not to mention you know weird moments where it's like, why are you all back here? Why aren't you there? Mm-hmm. Why don't you you don't just crash a building into a wall and let all the zombies in and just walk away going, bye guys. You know, you just right. don't do that. Anyway. <sighs> so, Walking Dead is going to be off for a little bit. We will be back next week with something else. Yeah, we'll something. do a thing. We'll do a thing. I'll talk. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we'll watch a horror film or something. I've been watching Dirk Gently on BBC America. Dirk Gently is a lot of fun. It's not a horror it's thing. Better, it's better than the book was. I was so mad at you when I re- after I read the first book because you suggested it. I enjoyed the Dirk Gently. You and Anne Marie suggested it, and uh, and I read it and I was like, "This is terrible." I was so mad. In fact, one of my one of my on this days on Facebook was was me saying I just finished the Dirk Gently. I enjoyed those books. Not not for everybody, but uh, the TV show is really good, though. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, folks, thank you for listening for this week's Zompocalypse Now. We will be back again next week with more uh, of our weird rambling nonsense uh, here on Sci-Fi For Me Radio and iTunes and Google Play and all the different things you can find us at. We hope that you will, of course, listen to us. And let people know about us. Um, Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps people know we're here. Uh, And it helps grow the audience, which is always cool. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, folks, for listening. We'll be back next week. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. ha, <laughs> ha.